0: tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoriamis. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoriamis to help us continue to make high quality and tori entertainment for you. Welcome back to Tour All Night, Season 2. It's been four and a half long, lonely years since Tori hit the road. But finally, this February, she embarks on a whirlwind zigzag across Europe. And we do mean zigzag. But guess what? We'll be right behind her covering every aspect of the tour. From wills and wants to pre-show plans and post-show impressions, we'll be at every stop along the way bringing you all the hottest tea about our favorite tea but first, we must prepare. So in this series of episodes, we sit down with a different person from every tour stop along the way and invite them to be our tour guide and answer our most important questions. What are the vibes? Where are the gay bars? And can we sleep on your couch? But also anything else that pops into our head. Get to know a little bit more about each city on Tory's European schedule and most importantly, the people that are coming to the shows. Welcome back. This is Tour All Night.
1: Yeah. Like the one, uh, before you
0: posted up on, uh, Copenhagen. Oh, yeah, yeah. first one Okay, good. Yeah. It's as if I've walked through a paradox because I'm here with the Irish David Anderson from Belfast. <laughs> he actually lives in London, but he's here to talk about Scotland. Hi,
1: David Anderson. <laughs> hi thank you so much for having me how are you yeah i am really good i'm really excited to get talking about Glasgow today
0: i'm so excited to talk to you because when your name popped up as a patreon supporter i said to david you don't need to support our show you support it by hosting it he's like i didn't and i'm like oh <laughs> well screw you then <laughs> um so thank you for being a supporter and thank you for being on the show it's wild david yeah. anderson talk to us about your Tory story tell us your first Tory login your show count everything
1: Oh, so I guess similar to a lot of people, I sort of came to Tori through having a friend of mine make me a mix CD. Mm. Um, So I think it was around 2003. So just after Scarlet's Walk, a friend of mine made me a mix CD. And looking back on it and thinking about what was on it, it was such a bizarre collection of songs. So it had stuff like... Black Swan. It had her, a couple of her weirder covers, I would say. So it had if six were not na- if six was nine, and oh god, what was the other one? I love
0: how you tried to make that grammatically correct. If six were nine, <laughs> <laughs> if six were nine. Thank you. And
1: yeah, it it was just it had Mrs. Jesus, your cloud, just a bit of a mishmash of things that you would never hear in the radio or you would never be exposed to unless you were an avid listener of the albums and all of the B-sides. And sort of from that, it kind of grew. So I, I started by the back catalogue. I started going to shows. My first show was in 2005. Mm-hmm. It was the second London show. So it was the show with the Gospel Choir. Oh, I was at that show. Oh, no, we were at the same show then. That's yeah. cool. So that was my first kind of live Tory experience and i feel like i was kind of spoiled by that mm-hmm. because it was a really special show it was like kind of a one night only thing with the choir and um, during that tour she was running a, a competition that you could email in with a, a story or something and you could win the chance to get an upgrade to the front row mm-hmm. and i won the contest for <gasps> this show so for i the was the london show yeah for the london show so i was front row center Um, Are you the reason the show started so late, David? God, I hope not. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think I have that kind of power. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was my first experience. I went over with one of my very good friends from school. I was in the middle of kind of exam season at the end of my school life. So it was a nice sort of introduction to... Tory and and what the sort of world of touring could look like and then with each subsequent tour i did a few more shows and a few more shows until until i've kind of seen her in in some really fun places across europe i've never ventured outside of europe but yeah so i think my my total show kind at the minute is 35 Oh great! Um, and then i'm going to be seeing all of the uk shows well the four uk shows this time around. So I'll be at 39 by the end of this tour and part of me wishes it was 40. Mm, So we got to get you to one more show. (laughs) Ireland has sold out though. Wait, we Um, have extra tickets.
0: Which Ireland do you need? Well don't don't tempt me. (laughs) Uh, Between myself, Peter and John, we purchased 10 tickets. I don't know what we were thinking. (laughs) It's because when you got into the website, you had to like indicate your country right away. The mm. very first page, but we missed that, and so by the time we we got amazing seats in our car and we're trying to check out it's saying like Los Angeles, Ireland, and then it's not going through it's not going through, so we panicked by the time we figured it out and we're back in buying tickets all the good shit was gone, and so we panicked and just bought everything that we could.
1: I mean, what I will say about those the two Irish venues is they're quite intimate, Mm -hmm. so there really isn't that many bad seats in the house, especially that Cork venue. It is so small. Okay,
0: literally, my seats are in the literal last row. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna hold you to that. Um, You'll enjoy it. Well, we have plenty of extra tickets if you're interested in coming to Dublin, but that's for a later conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I'll put a pin in that for now. Okay, what's your signature song? I've got a couple, I guess, if you ask any Tory fan, they've always got a handful Mm -hmm. of songs that they consider their signature songs. Mine, I guess, would probably be, and it's not one that I hear a lot of people talking about, and it's not one that I think gets the love that it deserves. Um, So my signature song would be Angels from (gasps) Tales of a Librarian.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why. Probably because Tales of a Librarian was kind of... Quite current when I started. Yeah, that was becoming your first a really, thing. Really, yeah, like a really heavily invested fan. That kind of stuck out to me as one that just was really pretty. I had heard the version she played on the original Sensuality tour, and it was just mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I requested it in two thousand and eleven, um, and she she played it in actually my hometown. She played it in Belfast at the Belfast show for me. Wow! So it was really special. Yeah, I really. Really love that song. Got a lot of love for it. And I wish she would pull it out a bit more than she does. It's only been out a handful of times. Right.
0: So that was November 8th, 2011. Belfast. And this yeah. was the set list. Let's revisit this. Take a Ooh, walk it's a good one. down memory lane. Shattering Sea into Seaside. Suede. Velvet Revolution. Girl Disappearing. Leather. Pancake. Father Lucifer. Oh, The Rose. Winter, Fearlessness, Star Whisperer, Angels, Did You Lose Your Mind?
1: I completely (laughs) lost my mind.
0: I fainted through the whole song. (laughs) (laughs) Your Cloud, Way Down, Cloud on My Tongue, Spring Haze, Ending with Siren and Cruel, Back to Back. That's amazing. And then Encore One was A Multitude of Shades, Baker Baker. Encore Two was Carrie, Spark, and Big Wheel.
1: When I think back to that show, it was so much fun because a bunch of the people that I knew from Belfast were at it. I managed to bring along one of my good friends to see Tori for the first time. It was just a really good time. Tragically, she hasn't been back to Belfast since, and <laughs> given that that show was not exactly the most well attended, I don't really. Oh
0: no, was it not? Yeah,
1: no, it wasn't, which is a shame. Why? Um, I don't know. I think Belfast is such a small city with not a massive alternative music crowd Mm -hmm, in it. mm -hmm. I I just don't think it was promoted as well as it kind of needed to have been.
0: Yeah. And she hadn't been back to Belfast since like 94, right? It'd been so long?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the
0: first time since 94. Wow. I mean, stranger things have happened, like she's playing Sancta Pulton and she's playing Katowice, (laughs) so you never know. I know. Okay, let's get into our conversation about Glasgow. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Okay, what qualifies you? How dare you? What qualifies you to be our (laughs) Glasgow expert?
1: (laughs) The Scottish
0: fans are going to be screaming at me.
1: (laughs) That and probably rightly so. <laughs> I will preface this by saying I am by no means an expert on Scotland. Uh, okay. Well, I, <laughs> you're telling me this now, David. I'm telling you a surprise. And <laughs> um, so I've been to all of the Glasgow shows since 2009. I really like the city. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a fun little place. Mm-hmm and i always think that she pulls out really fun shows in scotland i don't think i've seen a tory show in glasgow where i've left wanting something else than we've got mm-hmm. like she always puts on a really good show in glasgow
0: i've been to glasgow once i w- it was in 2005 right after i think it was the show after the london choir show i went to the na- i was like on a little tour there And I was with my friend Richard and Dorothy Dotson and John Hoursler. It was a great time. Glasgow was fun. That was the very first time, David, I ever had a flight of whiskey. Like, I didn't even know what a flight of anything was. But Yeah. (laughs) I had my first flight of whiskey in 2005 in Glasgow. I'm going to find that bar.
1: You should. You should get more whiskey.
0: I know. And I don't remember what it was called. Okay. (laughs) So the Glasgow show is on Monday, March 14th. The day before is a day off. And the day after is Manchester, England, England. The venue is the O2 Academy, which she's played many times before. And the address is 121 Eglinton Street, Glasgow G59NT. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Explain the UK to me. Like, (laughs) I need first, I'm going to sound like a stupid American, but like what's happening over there? So this is my understanding and you can laugh in my face, but like because of Brexit, because England has decided to Brexit, Ireland and Scotland didn't. So they are the UK now with Wales and then England's not even in the UK
1: anymore. They're just Great Britain. Is that true? (laughs) So that's that's not entirely correct. Okay. Um, so the UK is made up of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right in saying that the majority of England voted for Brexit, whereas um, the majority of Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales predominantly. a bit of a generalization, but predominantly voted to stay in the EU. But because the overall result was...
0: Oh, so y'all have to leave too. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah,
1: it's really sad. Um, God, it's like that
0: poor girl who got kicked out of the San Diego Tory show because her friend was taking pictures and she's like, you go too. (laughs) You're with
1: her, go. (laughs) How sad.
0: I'm so sorry this is happening to you, David.
1: Yeah, I guess in terms of how you get from like england into scotland like nothing changes mm-hmm. every it's still very simple we're still in the same country it just means that if you're coming into or out of the uk from european countries so i, I guess in and out through france mm-hmm. and in and out to ireland there may be slightly longer waits at the airport to get through but yeah it's it's a bit sad
0: so, but you love Glasgow. Tell us why. Tell us the vibes, general oh, vibes, and three I, things you love about it.
1: Sure, I really like Glasgow. As a young person from Northern Ireland, would go to Scotland quite frequently, and Glasgow is just like such a nice city. It's really chill. Three things I love would be that it's quite a small city. So I often find when you go to large cities, and I'm saying this as somebody who lives in a large city in London sometimes when you go to large cities it can be quite overwhelming and like there's so many things to do and so many things to like how do you get around you kind of don't have that with glasgow because it's such a nice size city almost everything is within walking distance oh, i love that yeah i love that the people are super friendly Scottish people, kind of like the Irish, are very welcoming, very open. They will talk to anybody on the street. So you probably will get spoken to in the street <laughs> if they if they hear an interesting accent. Um, yeah, it's just a really nice place to spend time.
0: Yeah, I felt that way, too. I've been to Edinburgh twice. I've spent the entire month of August there in 2011 and 2015. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I know the Scottish are amazing. And they're also really handsome. Like, we've got to <laughs> talk. There's something happening. There's something in that water.
1: As a guy with a Scottish boyfriend, I can. Oh, really? It's true. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Yeah, you know, I don't I can't explain it. I just I can't I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> So what's the gay scene like in Glasgow specifically? And like, what's the political climate? It seems like if you're calling it pretty chill, relaxed, that we're like walking into a liberal area.
1: I guess Glasgow's kind of funny because I always think of it as a city that's kind of a little rough around the edges. So it's, like I said, quite a small city, but everybody is super friendly. Uh So even if they're maybe not politically inclined (laughs) the way that... (laughs) Right. right the way that and um, the way that you might want them to oh. be like no like nobody's nobody's hostile there's not it's a very welcoming place to be okay okay and I, um, I agree with that i endorse that yeah and i would i would kind of say that kind of about about scotland in general mm-hmm. whereas in some parts of England, you might, yeah, you maybe might feel a little out of place, like politically and socially. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I do, I've never found that to be true with, with Scotland and Glasgow. It's definitely super welcoming. I guess Glasgow has such a massive um, student population. So there's a number of universities. It, they've got so many people who travel and, and stay in Scotland during term time from other other places around the uk or other countries that it does feel quite um quite diverse mm-hmm. in a way that might surprise you
0: mm-hmm. i love that okay so the gay scene is there a gay scene
1: yeah i i guess <sighs> with there being such a massive population of students there that kind of inherently builds like wonderful diversity right kind of across the board so there are loads of gay bars there's um a couple of clubs I'm not a massive club goer, so wow. probably not the best person to <laughs> sort of to, to fill you in on where is the best place to go out and party all night. <laughs> um, and actually looking at the if I'm honest, looking at the schedule for this tour, mm-hmm. going from London into Glasgow, then into Manchester and with Manchester being the final the final UK show uh-huh. and with Manchester being so like famous for its gay scene. Uh-huh. I feel is like it? Manchester's... yeah, Manchester has a massive gay really? scene. Really? Oh, no, really?
0: I've written off Manchester because of Morrissey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, understandable. I can I can I can understand that, but no, Manchester is super famous for its gay scene. Canal Street is kind of it's one of the places to go in Writing the UK. down. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so I would say, like... So you're saying rest, wise, up. rest up. Rest up in Glasgow. Yeah, rest yes. up. Get your rest. Because I sort of feel like with Manchester being the last of the UK shows, that's probably where people are maybe going to have a bit of a blowout.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, or maybe that's
1: just my plans. Well,
0: <laughs> because we're going to be in Glasgow on a Saturday and a Sunday, right? Or no? Mm. A Sunday, Monday.
1: Sunday, Monday, yeah. That's right, okay.
0: So yeah, we got to rest for our (laughs) Tuesday in Manchester. (laughs) Okay, the official currency is the British pound sterling. Talk to us about that.
1: I mean, it's the same currency you'll be using in London, same currency you'll be using in Manchester. One of the interesting, maybe it's not interesting, but one of the things that might surprise any um international visitors is that there are different um different notes in Scotland mm-hmm. so it's the same currency but it might physically look different. So mm. if you get a ten pound note in London and a ten pound note in Scotland, they will look completely different. Wild. But they do exactly the same thing. <laughs> you can spend them in exactly the same places.
0: Um how's cat the cash situation Post COVID, like I know that I don't hardly carry cash here at all. Am I going to need cash there?
1: Um, no. Most places in the UK um, use contactless cards. They will use chip and pin. So, I mean, that was the case before COVID, and obviously now I think people are being encouraged to use contactless payment wherever possible. So, you won't need cash, Got it. but you will absolutely be able to get cash if you need some. There's hundreds of ATMs throughout the city, but really contactless is kind of the way forward, I think. I love it.
0: And if we have any extra Euro in our pocket, are we able to find places to spend it?
1: I mean, there's loads of places that will not accept Euro as currency. That's a little rarer in the UK, I think, but there will be places that you can change it. Um, But also I'm pretty sure the, do the Irish shows come after the UK? They do, yeah. Yeah, so if you do have any spare euros, keep them for Ireland. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. It's so confusing. There's Northern (laughs) Ireland and Ireland. Yeah. Story of my life. If you ever need anyone to explain the intricacies of the United States of America to you, I'm here for you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the tipping culture in Glasgow?
1: See, I think it's kind of the same as the rest of the UK. Tipping is, like, encouraged when you're having a meal, but it's not mandatory. It's kind of... um, very different to the states where tipping is kind of something you have to do right, right. to like help people survive and to recognize the good service. In the UK if you book into a restaurant and go for a nice meal, occasionally they will add a service charge onto the onto the bill. That doesn't happen everywhere, so if you're going to tip it is really your discretion. There's okay. no pressure to tip. Um I feel like if you tip it's kind of It really is a reflection on the service you've you've got.
0: So traveling into the city from London, it's about 403 miles, seven and a half hours by car, four and a half hours by train, an hour 20 by plane, nonstop. What are your plans? What are you doing and what should we do?
1: I have done it kind of every single way possible over the years. So this year, I think... And I haven't booked it yet because it, it's too early to be able to. But I'm definitely going to go by train. Oh, great. I think it's the, it's the easiest. It might, on paper, look like it's not the quickest. I mean, one hour 20 by plane sounds like it's all quick and easy. But when you factor in getting to the airport, getting through airport security, then getting from the airport into Glasgow at the other end is just a bit much, I think. It's as quick as a flight can be, but to get to the airport from central London can take a bit of time, depending on where you're staying in London. Then you've got to kind of hang around in the airport, so I guess the other alternative is like a coach. Is that a bus? Yeah, like a bus, which again please do not do (laughs) train is super simple it's direct from london euston straight up into glasgow drops you right in the city center so personally i think that's the easiest Mm -hmm. i cannot imagine taking the car (laughs) (laughs) if you're a driver and you want to do that and you want to save some money you go for it but (laughs) (laughs) i would not wish that on anybody
0: um what's the train line that we're looking at like the preferred train i
1: think it is uh, west coast trains or avanti west coast i'm pretty sure that's the only train line that goes directly to glasgow from houston i think you can also get from king's cross into glasgow as well but i have a feeling that any trends from king's cross have a stop in the middle have a change so like make it as easy for yourself yeah.
0: as possible of course we'll link to this on our show notes page songs so you can just find the link there click it and buy your ticks talk to us about lodging close to the venue since there's a day off before i'm assuming that we will be we haven't booked travel yet for the uk but i'm assuming that we'll be coming in on that sunday so we'll need something for that night and then monday night so are there hotels close to the venue
1: like i said earlier glasgow is a super small city Mm -hmm. so really anywhere you stay is going to be relatively (laughs) close close
0: to the venue
1: (laughs) well to get to the venue and we will talk about this slightly less than amazing venue in in a little bit i'm sure but the venue is just a little bit outside of the immediate city center it's maybe about a 15-20 minute walk away from the sort of main train station so if you're staying somewhere central then everything is super accessible to you and the venue is like 15-20 minutes walking distance obviously there are buses there are ubers lyfts you can get there in a million different ways right
0: Um, so uber and lyft are totally fine
1: yeah yeah totally
0: Okay, great. And then what about cabs? Does Scotland have the black cab system as London does?
1: Oh, yeah. there's There will be hundreds of taxis that you can easily flag down and, and, and get there.
0: I love that everything's walkable. I love that everything's kind of center. But now you've piqued my interest. Talk to us about this terrible venue.
1: Mm. So I, I listened to, I think it was just after the tour was either announced or the tickets went on sale. You had an episode with Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I remember she had said that her least favorite venue (laughs) was (laughs) this venue in Glasgow, the the O2 Academy. And I really have to agree. It is so terrible. Why? Oh, it's just...
0: Worse than the O2 Academy in Manchester?
1: (laughs) Yes, if
0: you will believe that. (laughs) I can't believe it. I
1: think it is. Yeah. So this was the... The last show I saw in twenty seventeen on the Native Emirator was in Glasgow, and I left that show thinking, "Oh, I hope this isn't the last venue I ever see Tori." <laughs> <laughs> what makes it terrible? What makes is it? Just... It's in terms of the actual venue location. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, it's a little bit outside of the city centre. Uh-huh. Um, there's nothing really immediately around it Uh it's kind of beside a motorway it's very old and run down the interior is not very pretty the stage is a lot smaller than some of the other venues she's playing in the UK like when I think that we're going from the London Palladium which is this gorgeous theater Mm -hmm. with like really plush seating and really like beautiful lighting and then we're going to this weird sort of hall of a venue in Glasgow. It's a little bit of a step down. Mm. Let's just say that.
0: Well, I'm going to choose to remain optimistic because when you're saying that the stage is smaller than than other stages she's playing, now that she's with a band, yeah. they might be forced to scrunch together and it might feel a little bit more intimate, right? Maybe?
1: Yeah, no, totally. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Because... I think the first couple of times I saw Tori in Glasgow she had played at the the Royal Concert Hall which is more centrally located so it's it's
0: That's where we went in 05, right?
1: Um I don't know if that was 05. I certainly I in check. in 2009 and then 2011 but it's a great venue mm-hmm. really super modern nice comfortable nice bar um <laughs> this feels a lot rougher Mm -hmm. it's a much older building um it's just not as nice but saying that She always puts on a good show. The last couple of shows she's done at this venue were fantastic. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she's
0: transcending her
1: environment. (laughs) She can make you forget about the crappy seats that you're sat in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just to clear it up, in Glasgow 05, she played the Clyde Auditorium at the Armadillo. Ah, How's that? Was that good? I remember it being fun. (laughs) (laughs) Is it safe? You're saying it's a little off the beaten path. Are we going to be okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like i say it's only maybe 15 20 minute walk outside of the city center you will probably be following a bunch of people also heading to the venue
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> because
1: that's kind of the only thing that you would be leaving for. Got it. <laughs> it's fine. It's a little bit of a walk, but it's perfectly doable.
0: What's the weather going to be like? Talk to us about the weather. Oh, that's
1: one thing. I mean, Scotland is known for many things. Mm-hmm. Having reliably warm and sunny weather is not one of them. <laughs> and certainly, in the middle of March, was the 14th of March. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a cold one.
0: You think? You, you, um, you think it's going to be freezing? I think so. Yeah.
1: I would advise to bring some layers, maybe a scarf.
0: What if you're trying to work out of a carry-on only for the entire tour? How do you layer up?
1: (laughs) I have every faith that you will be able to pack smartly and have a nice hoodie ready to keep you warm
0: I've so far been planning like to start with like a base layer of like a long john undershirt like something Mm. long and warm then my whatever t-shirt I'm wearing over it which is probably a Macy Rodman or Tori Amos t-shirt Tori (laughs) Amos for the nights off I would never wear a Tori Amos t-shirt to her own show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then I have a puffy vest like a little puffy vest that I'm going to wear over that. And then I'll wear my coat over that. And I'm hoping that that's enough, but.
1: Oh yeah, you're good. That'll... Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. Do.
0: Because I said that to Maxell from Berlin and he said, well, just bring lots of face cream because you'll suddenly realize your forehead will be bleeding and your knuckles will crack. And I'm like, Oh God.
1: <laughs> I guess with this venue, the weird thing is at the minute, obviously we're not entirely sure whether meet and greets will happen. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm assuming they're not.
1: Hopefully that will cut. Back on any time you're needing to sort of hang around at the venue mm-hmm. when it's a little bit cold, mm-hmm. so yeah,
0: so just stay inside is what you're saying.
1: Be prepared for a little bit of a chill,
0: okay? All right, is it rainy? Is it going to be snowy?
1: I don't think it would be snowy in March. Okay. Um, rainy is, is always a possibility. Rainy and great, you will need some nice whiskey to help you. Oh, warm yeah,
0: up. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're a whiskey fan as well.
1: No, I mean, I will drink whiskey if it's sat down right in front of me.
0: <laughs> okay, so you have no preference between I have no brand smoky. Allegiance. Okay, okay. My friend Amber from Edinburgh has taken me to this private whiskey bar that she's like a member of, and they Ooh. they make their what, what do you call it? They distill, I guess, their own whiskey, but they're like you order them by the barrel number, and all I know is that I love barrel twenty-two because it is so smoky. <laughs> But and I should have bought a bottle home, but like I, it changes all the time. So okay, so the weather predictions say that on March fourteenth we have a high of forty-seven degrees Fahrenheit, thirty-six degrees Fahrenheit on the low end, and then Celsius will be ten degrees on the high end, eight degrees on the low end.
1: That makes sense. About right. Yeah. And
0: sadly, people on the fourteenth, I do see a big rain cloud above <laughs> the number. So <laughs> prepare for rain. Bring your umbrella. Since the venue is a little off the beaten path and we'll be there on a Sunday and a Monday, are we in a 24-hour town? Are we in a town that goes to bed like at 11? What should we plan for after the show? I,
1: I definitely wouldn't call it a 24-hour town. Um, when I think of like 24-hour, there's constantly something open. That would be like London. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think the same could be said for Glasgow. Um, I do Don't know how late things open on a Sunday night as well. Um, Sometimes things on a Sunday can close a little earlier. So if you're, I don't know, if you guys are, some people might be wanting to do a bit of shopping. I think the shops would tend to close a bit earlier on a Sunday night whereas some of the bars and stuff would stay open a bit later.
0: That's good to know. And if you were charged with the task of finding one restaurant near the venue for 100 Tory fans to eat dinner <laughs> to simultaneously, <laughs> what, what would you choose?
1: Oh, God, I definitely would struggle to find somewhere that is right <laughs> by the venue. Right. Like, there is nothing right by the venue. Ugh. So it's going to be...
0: In the city centre.
1: In the city centre, probably around Prince's Square or Argyle Street where there's lots of nice restaurants. There's a number of sort of big like shopping centers and stuff that have a bunch of like chain restaurants. They've got a couple of big like Prince's Street will have loads of places.
0: All we really need is a long table (laughs) with several chairs. A long table,
1: some warm food and some nice drinks. And let's talk about the food.
0: So you are from Ireland, you live in London and you are our glasgow expert so ex- you're you're unfortunately are the one who has to explain haggis to me
1: oh so it sounds like a nightmare if i'm honest <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never eaten it myself <laughs> but please i would love to hear your post show review of mm-hmm. some haggis absolutely
0: not absolutely <laughs> that's never going to happen if that were a requirement for the tour i would stay home <laughs> I will tell you a story about my friend Elise in in Glasgow in 2005. It was her first time in Glasgow and she really wanted haggis and she had a little money to spend. So there was a bar or there was a restaurant that was closed like until like a whatever, like till four or something. So she hired the chef to make haggis, but because it was off season, because I guess haggis must be a winter thing because it was the summer we were touring in. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. So (laughs) she hired him and and paid all this extra money to ship in haggis so that a bunch of our friends could eat haggis, but I just was, me and my friend Peter Doyle, who's vegan. Yeah, that
1: is a lot of effort and commitment to try haggis. To
0: haggis, yeah. Nope, not for me. It's sheep intestine, right?
1: Yeah, it's intestines that are filled with a bunch of other internal organs and sort of seasoned <laughs> and flavored. <laughs> and and yeah, it does not sound the most appetizing thing.
0: You know what? If I found a hot Scottish boyfriend in Glasgow, I might try it. Just to get to know him a little bit better.
1: Well watch this space.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Do you know anything else about the Glasgow food scene besides Haggis? I mean, I don't want to disparage the Scottish people because I love them so much. So I don't want to assume that's all that there is.
1: I mean, I think when you think food in Scotland, you think of haggis. You That's do? your first thing. Then you think of deep fried food. So, my entire
0: time in Edinburgh, I survived on meat pies. Ooh. <laughs> so good no they're so good like different kinds of pies oh my god no like
1: i will say i i love where i live i love the uk but we're not the most culinary adventurous <laughs> country in the world we're not gonna wow you in the way that france or italy would
0: <laughs> i one time had blood pudding because i thought it was chocolate pudding <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's a mistake you only make once
0: yep that's for sure <laughs> okay what do you do before a show if there's for example, in the past, when there's been meet and greets in the space between the meet and greet and the show, what would you normally do? Would you go grab a coffee? Would you?
1: Yeah, my usual go to when I'm in a city with a bit of time to kill is find a coffee shop, park myself down with a couple of friends, have a bit of a chat about what we're hoping for the show. And also find some galleries to go walk around because yeah, that's my that's my jam.
0: Are you going to play our Wills and Wants game this year? I think i I think I might, oh my God, is there anything unique that we have to try that you would recommend? Um, just something that you have to experience when you're in the city center of Glasgow?
1: I would say if you have got some time to kill on the Sunday or the Monday afternoon before the show, there's a really fun gallery. That I would definitely shout out. It's the Gallery of Modern Art. It's right in the city center. It's a really cool building. At least that's how I spent some of my time before the Native Invader show. Me and one of my friends went and had a really nice wander around this gallery. It's just super chill. It's got some really fun arts interesting like modern art it's a nice way to kill a couple of hours
0: scotland's most visited art gallery in the center for glasgow's extensive modern and contemporary art collection found in the heart of glasgow and royal exchange square goma is free to enter which means very tour friendly goma is part of Glasgow civic museum service which i'm assuming is like a nationwide like free museum thing
1: I think they had been requiring you to book timed entry due to COVID, but I think that might have ended now. Um, But it's probably worth checking just before show day Mm -hmm. in case you need to book a ticket.
0: You've brought it up, and I do think we should talk about it. Let's talk about any COVID restrictions, the travel restrictions.
1: Like, will we need to have an
0: app to get into the show? A QR code? A test? Seventy-two hours in advance?
1: It's kind of difficult to predict mm-hmm. so far in advance because the uk changes things quite <laughs> a bit quite quickly quite often uh-huh. um at the minute i believe you need to show proof of vaccination to yeah. get into most ticketed events okay. like a show the tory event at rough trade a couple of weeks ago we had to show vaccine proof to get in there I imagine it will probably be the same for mm-hmm. the tour mm-hmm. but yeah and that, that, that and could change
0: yeah it definitely can change and it will keep you updated with any changes that we're aware of the mask situation we're all still masking there right
1: so actually just as of today in fact uh-huh. the um England have just enforced masks again okay. in all shops and in all public transport The last venue I went to a a while back did not require masks when you were inside, Um, so I would be very surprised if by the time we get to March you would need to wear a mask in the venue, but who, who knows yeah. where we're going
0: to be. Yeah. Plan to wear a mask, people. Plan to wear a mask. Plan your to masks. wear a mask. Bring lots of masks. Mm-hmm. Bring lots of masks, which you can purchase on our store, com slash store. You can purchase your own tour mask. Okay, so let's look at what else we have. What are we doing after the show, David? I um going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fine.
1: Um, (laughs) No, I will probably, I guess a Monday night in Glasgow, it will be a nice slow wander back into the city centre.
0: Because you're going to Manchester too, right? So you don't have to go back to work. Yeah, I'm going to
1: Manchester. So we are going to be booking a train probably, I guess. For the next day. Down the next morning. Yeah.
0: Speaking of travel down to Manchester, it's 216 miles. So a little bit shorter. It's three hours, 45 by car, 320 by train, four hours by plane. Haha. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I thought you were so smart. Um, <laughs> we're laughing at you from the venue. <laughs> um, okay. We've come to my favorite part of the show, which is we need you. Well, see, you're Irish. Do you know a Scottish dialect?
1: I would make a fool of myself if i <laughs> attempted and should Scottish we get should we get your boyfriend to shout out behind you like oh i think he would probably die a little inside <laughs> <laughs> so just for full disclosure my boyfriend is not a toriel moss fan oh,
0: um that is awful he would be clueless what you must go through on the daily
1: i think what he must go through in the daily having to more accurate with my, uh,
0: more yeah. accurate because we're a little much <laughs> um, wait, so he's decidedly not... He, like, dislikes Tori Amos?
1: No, 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 no. He doesn't, just he doesn't. doesn't dislike. He just has doesn't no care. kind of exposure
0: well, to Tori. So you're not taking him to the show? Um, No. That's respecting boundaries, and I appreciate it.
1: I, I'm not sure how much I would be able to relax and enjoy oh, the yeah. <laughs> show with the added pressure of trying to make sure my boyfriend was having a good time. I wouldn't want him to feel like he had to pretend mm. that he was super into the show just because I was.
0: You strike me as the kind of person who, like myself, has the tendency when they're showing someone a new Tori Amos thing, watches them watch it instead of watching it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it would just be my luck that she would pull out something like mind-blowing. And I would be focusing on something completely different.
0: And him not enjoying it or not understanding that This this is the first time she's done Zero Point with a band. Do you understand? (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Yep. Yep. Nightmare. Okay. Well, we're going to let it slide for you. So you're going to have to teach us these in an Irish brogue. (laughs) (sighs) This is my favorite part of the show where we learn different dialects in case we run into locals and we do not want them to know that we're American. So if we see someone from Glasgow that we want to strike up a conversation with as an Irish person, how do we say, hello there, would you rather be Santa trapped in Isabel's clothes or Isabel trapped in Santa's clothes? Well, first of all, what a question. Thank you. It's important. (laughs) It is. Would you rather be like a harlot trapped in like a business suit smoking a long sage pipe? Or would you rather be, (laughs) I don't know, someone who's like a business lady, but you're trapped in like angel wings and
1: a little miniskirt? skirt? I think the trick to confidently passing as either Scottish or Irish or Welsh, actually, I think this would also cover Welsh, is to like roll all of the words together so mm. that it just becomes one long sound i love it the celtic languages maybe sound a little more sing-song than uh than the english people do
0: okay how dare you
1: no that's uh no oh, I, the
0: british english
1: I, the british english, oh, okay yes, that wasn't an attack <laughs> okay yeah british english people i think maybe have more definite sounds between words Mm -hmm. whereas the celtic language is kind of it all blends into one beautiful Mm. mess of a sound show us so full disclosure this is irish by way of london for 11 years okay so this is a slightly softer accent than i would have had 11 years ago um hello there would you rather be santa trapped in israel's clothes or israel trapped in santa's clothes
0: oh great okay i love how you hit santa okay good (laughs) i'm well on my way okay next one if we see john witherspoon and he's insisting that only people from ireland by way of london for 11 years will get their requests played so you have to make him believe you're irish by way of london how would you say oi spoon would you consider playing the podcast as pre-show music over the house speakers
1: Literally just shout, Oi, Spoon,
0: would you play me podcast?
1: <laughs> okay, that's good.
0: That's good to know. Seriously, Oi, Spoon. That is,
1: he would have no choice but to play it.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it then. At your insistence. Okay, and finally, if we see a hot local at the show, and you know, you want to sound knowledgeable about the area, how would you say, hey, have you tried the haggis at the nearby establishment? Isn't it really
1: just something else? I mean, first of all, if you're using haggis as a way to flirt with the locals... <laughs> I think we need to. <laughs> I think we need to take a look at your flirting techniques. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we've always had to, and I feel like, <laughs> contrary though, I feel like that's the way to their heart—a Scottish boy's heart—is to bring up their local cuisine.
1: Yeah, haggis or deep-fried Morris bars.
0: <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Yes, that's a thing oh my god yeah
1: strange thing but i would encourage you to try
0: isn't it funny that i'm thinking like i can't eat dairy but i'm like okay with a candy bar being fried yeah if it were like a a payday i would eat it (laughs) deep fried payday (laughs) have you tried the haggis at the nearby (laughs) establishment isn't it really just something else have you tried
1: the haggis isn't it great isn't it dear
0: Ooh, I don't want to commit to it being great.
1: What, what do you think of the haggis? Oh
0: yeah, what do you think of the haggis at the <laughs> nearby establishment?
1: Yeah, you want to you want to find out what they think of the haggis. You yeah. don't want
0: to commit to exactly. it being good.
1: Because it might be terrible.
0: Well, A, it might be terrible and he might judge you. But if you also say it's great, then he might think you actually like haggis and might want to make you some. Yeah. You might be talking to a chef.
1: What a disappointment. You find a hot local and he tries to feed you a haggis. You
0: know, again, <laughs> I would pretend I'd eaten it all my life. I would <laughs> pretend I was a haggis aficionado. Okay, well, is there anything else that you think we should know? Any final thoughts on Glasgow?
1: Um, Tori has a couple of songs that she seems to really enjoy playing in Glasgow. Etienne. Etienne and mm-hmm. Twinkle. Mm-hmm. So I would expect one or maybe both of those to make an appearance again although i am a little wills and wants tip yeah i'm very excited to see what the shape of the the shows turns out to be given that we've got a band yeah so it'll be the first time that glasgow's experienced tory with a band for quite a while since 2009 i know so that's super exciting i would just say prepare for a really good show the Scottish shows are always fun. I always do. <laughs> yeah, she has really good energy in Scotland.
0: David Anderson, my permanent Irish co-host. <laughs> Where can people find you online if they want to follow your adventures?
1: You can find me on Instagram at David J-A-I-X. And that's pretty much it. So when will be the first time we see you? I guess the first time
0: we see you is London, right? London uh, yeah, one?
1: the London shows. So the two shows at the Palladium will be my first. I will be very excited i am really excited at the prospect of two london shows because she will always do it seems like she will always do like one slightly safer show and then one show that's a bit sort of more out there so very excited to see what that looks like
0: yeah me too um i usually the first show in any major city like that is the industry show mm. quote unquote. yeah with all the press right, exactly and then... the hits <laughs> the hits <laughs> um, do you think you'll talk on our pre-show or post-show podcasts For any of the cities that you're I would be in? happy to oh. be My pleasure Okay, great Thank you Thank you for being on our show I can't wait to talk to you in London Follow David Anderson at David J-A-I-X Do not confuse him with American David Anderson They're different people <laughs> Thank you for being on the show Bye Bye <laughs>
2: i you children to chicago another child is born trusting that we'll get it right this time i shouldn't worn my glasses you said just to try